Hey everybody, welcome back to the Shutter Button Podcast. I'm your host, James R. Zygmunt, and today is Wednesday, April 10th, 2019. How are you? How is your photography going? Is it going well? Is it going bad? I hope that it's going well for you, but if it is going for bad, it's actually one of the things that I would like to talk about today. Specifically, I'd like to talk a little bit about burnout and identifying the signs of burnout, knowing when to take a break, some of the tools for handling burnout that I personally use, getting back in the saddle, and then finally, some tools and some ideas and tips for avoiding burnout in the future. Now, first and foremost, I think it's pretty important to identify what is burnout. And I think for many individuals and many professions, there are different definitions and different experiences that some people have. In software development, for example, there is a style of working, which I'm not a fan of, and it's called crunch time. Um, But it does very much lead to burnout very quickly. Uh, You are working uh, overtime, essentially, every day, every week, to push a product to release at a certain deadline. And it is very, very, um, I would say that it may be useful in some situations, but there are definitely companies out there today, startups especially are guilty of this, of kind of utilizing crunch time all the time. It's very unhealthy. And I think for a lot of artists, and definitely photographers as well, that this is where a lot of it, uh, a lot of the burnout rather, stems from. I think on social media, you may see instances of people advocating for what they call, quote unquote, the hustle, or hustling to get your work out there, or hustling to make a name or a presence for yourself. And there is something definitely respectable about that mindset and that kind of attitude towards working. However, I do think that that kind of approach to creating content um, can definitely lead to burnout, if not carefully watched and observed. I think it allows too easily for somebody to overcommit or set too high of an expectation for themselves or to pile on projects or ideas or, uh, you know, load their schedules with work and not have any time to breathe or, or even have wiggle room for some of those projects. And I do think that that is probably one of the heaviest sources that I've seen of burnout in myself and other uh, creators, not just photographers, but other people as well. Now, burnout to me, um, there's something that I think definitely identifies uh, universally when somebody is going through burnout or experiencing burnout, and that is a, a type of crash. And that crash is usually, you know, all of a sudden they may have no idea what it is that they're working on. They may have suddenly lost all confidence in the work that they're doing. They may drop projects out of nowhere. They may speed through to just complete whatever projects they're working on and then just stop. They may feel as though they're working inadequately um, and that the content that they're producing is not good enough. Um, These are some of the things that I've seen in myself when working on series or learning a new technique, or trying some new projects. And it is definitely, I think, one of the most identifiable signs. Um, One of the hardest parts about burnout is identifying it in yourself and knowing when to take a break and how to get back into the workflow and how to get back into doing projects after you've 
gone through the burnout. You've taken time to breathe and pull back and self-reflect and self-evaluate and to get back into the work. And so I think there's it's it's a bit of a, a puzzle. It's a bit of a task to be monitoring yourself for burnout or signs of burnout rather. And then having the wherewithal to say, hey, wait, let me take a step back. Am I really going to commit to this project? I don't have that much time in my schedule as it is. Can I really commit to it and, and feel satisfied doing the job? Um, that's just one example. But I, I do think being able to take that step back before committing to more work is a very important skill to have. And it's something that takes practice and time and experience. And I feel like having experiencing burnout at least once will set you up at least for success. Because if you know what it feels like, you know how to identify in the future. And hopefully that that one experience of kind of crashing in your work and your in your creative flow doesn't turn you off from working in the future, but rather informs you of what to expect going forward. That's not to say that I, I'm advocating for you to go out and overcommit yourself and overextend uh, just to feel what burnout is like. But I do think that going through it at least once is a healthy experience. And, I, and, and you shouldn't be aiming to go through burnout. But if it happens, I think you, you'll have a better understanding of what it is and how to approach it in the future. But I think, you know, the first step is just identifying some of the signs. Some of the signs are overextending, overcommitting in your uh, schedule overcommitting to projects, overpromising, setting too high of an expectation for yourself. I think um, for me personally, I have uh, this fear of missing out sometimes when it comes to working with uh, certain events or certain people um, or you know, the fear of missing out on an opportunity is something that can definitely drive burnout as well. I think it's, it, it goes back to this idea of the hustle where you have to be working, you have to be committing 110% all the time. I think that's definitely an unhealthy way of approaching work, creativity, uh, anything, honestly, in your life. And I think that probably one of the most identifiable signs is if you're freaking out and you're worrying about, oh, no, how am I supposed to handle this? Um, I don't want to miss it, but I have to do this. I have to do this. If you are able to take a step back and realize what you're doing in the moment as it's happening, you hopefully should be able to take that step back, breathe, really evaluate it, not drive that decision on emotion, but rather on what the reality of the situation is, and then make an informed, committed decision of whether or not you really can handle taking on another project or taking on another client or taking on another assignment, being able to make that decision of whether or not you can take on that extra workload. I think there are definitely some physical signs of burnout as well. If you are feeling distracted, if you're feeling sluggish, if you are feeling nervous or anxious about a project that's upcoming or even a project that you're working on now, if you feel like maybe you're not good enough for an upcoming project, um, if you are overloading yourself and you can physically feel yourself uh, just drained of energy every time you get home or every time you finish up work, I think those are times to really look at and see, hey, am I overcommitting? Am I putting in more than is necessary, more than is, is helpful? And I think understanding that putting in all that extra work harms you rather than helps you in the grand scheme of things. 
because in reality, you will always have more opportunities to photograph and shoot and to go out and to go to events and to meet people and to network and to work on projects. You will always have more time to do that. And I think that's actually one of the things that's helped me the most with slowing down, not just with, with photography, but also with other creative aspects of my life, but just taking that step back and saying, okay, there is something that I really want to do. However, I do feel very satisfied and very content with the work I'm doing now. If I have it available and it's really calling me, I will make time for it. But otherwise, I know that another opportunity will come up in the future. Now, I do think making that distinction of whether something is really, really pulling for your attention or if it's just something, another opportunity, I think making that distinction is also another practicable skill that takes time and experience and practice. It's not easy, but... Over time, you can think of it almost like a gut instinct of whether or not this particular project or this particular piece of work is really, really pulling for you to go and do it. And I think in those situations, that's when you can really evaluate yourself and say, you know what, this is something I can do. It's something I'm really, really energized to do. And I really do feel like I need to do this. I think those situations don't come especially often for me at least, but they do come sometimes. And I think in those situations, it is appropriate to say, I can do this. And it really is important that I do do this. When it comes to nine to five work, or if it comes to, you know, your regular projects, your regular work, I'm not saying to slack off an effort. I'm not saying to, you know, slow down on your current projects. What I am saying is to understand what is your capacity for workload and can you identify when you've met that capacity? And can you identify when you're about to go over and overload yourself with work? And I think that is probably the hardest skill in this, uh, this field of discussion to really master. And like I said with the other, uh, the other points, it takes time and practice and experience. And you're probably going to get burned once or twice. Um, but that burn will definitely inform you in the future of what is realistic, what is expected of you, what you, what goals you can set for yourself um, in terms of not necessarily not reaching those those goals because I do think having long-term macro high, high uh, energy goals is very important. But what I'm saying is not overloading yourself and putting too much of a burden on yourself because I think that's what really reinforces burnout. It's a very unhealthy mindset. This idea of committing 110%, like I mentioned before, uh, this idea of the hustle, this idea of crunch time, doing it all the time. Th th those moments are important in certain situations. It's a very opportunistic tool that you can use in certain opportunities to make great strides in progress, but it should not be your day-to-day. -day. It should not be the way that you experience your creativity all the time, at least from my perspective. I don't think it's a healthy way of approaching work. I don't think it's a healthy way of approaching your hobbies, your creative endeavors, your relationships. I, I think it does stem out to many aspects of life, but especially in regards to what I'm talking about today, uh, project workload and, and creating art and creating photography. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the tools I use for handling burnout in the moment. I have mentioned this a little bit in this podcast so far, but... 
taking a step back and really just being in tune with how you feel in the moment and taking some of those, you know, those physical signals of stress, anxiety, sluggishness, tiredness, and really identifying, okay, why am I feeling so tired? Why am I feeling so anxious? Is this too much work for me to handle? And being able to identify those signs of stress and anxiety and sluggishness is the first step, honestly, for being able to respond to burnout and catch it before it happens. I think it's very helpful that when you do feel that, that's the time to kind of approach the the idea of burning out and just kind of identifying, okay, hey, let's take a step back and let's evaluate. What is my schedule looking like? What are some of the expectations I'm feeling right now? What are some of the commitments I've made right now? What, what am I feeling right now about the work that I have upcoming and the work that I'm doing right now? And I think it's just being in the moment and being very mindful of the things that you are currently or about to be working on. And that will give you a stronger indication of, okay, what do I need to do to manage this until they get through these projects. I think that is the opportunity for identifying when you should be taking breaks, how you should be pacing your projects and pacing your work. Those are the moments where you may have a strong plan of how are you going to manage your time when executing on certain projects. But I do think taking that step back and evaluating in the moment will help you uh, inform your schedule even more. It will give you a more informed sense of what is possible right now, now that I have a better understanding of what the work really involves, what the results should be, how long I have to do it. I think when you plan it, we all plan to our best expectations. But when you're in the moment, you really get a sense of, okay, what is really possible? And how can I pace myself safely and without falling into the trap of burning out or crunch time. I think another tool that I found fairly helpful is, well, aside from taking breaks and, and being mindful of how much I'm overcommitting, uh, is to reach out to your colleagues and your friends for help because I do think that being able to ask for help is a very difficult thing to do, especially if you are in this mindset of the hustle and I have to do this for myself and I have to make a name for myself and I have to perform. And that mindset is very self-centered and it's very um, inward looking when you, you could very much ask for help, I think in many situations or ask for advice or ask for guidance on a project or an idea or on how to manage your workload or, or even assistance in, in uh, finishing a project or finishing a piece of work. I do think asking for help is an invaluable tool. And I've talked about this in previous episodes as well, but having a network of friends and colleagues that you can look to is very, very, very valuable. It's, it's incredibly useful and so very helpful. And I do think that most people are more than willing to take a few minutes and talk with you and, and try to ease your mind or, or give you some more perspective on something that you're working on or maybe an upcoming project that you're, you have second thoughts about. And I do think just talking with friends and colleagues is a great way of curbing some of that potential burnout. And it, and it gives you a way of taking a break and getting a new perspective to think on. I do think it's also a great way to kind of open your eyes and see from the perspective of your friends and colleagues, how much are they committing in their work? How much are, uh, you know, how are they handling stress? I think asking those kinds of questions is very helpful because it will inform your future decisions about how to approach 
burnout. Now, whether you've gone through a period of burnout or you've curbed yourself and you've avoided it, uh, there is a there might be some kind of hesitation to get back into the saddle and to get back to working um, after you've kind of taken this break, this pause to breathe and, and, and kind of reflect because there might be a fear that in the next project you take on, all of a sudden you're going to be right back where you started. And I think that is a, that is a, you know, it's, it's a bit of an informed fear of, hey, this could happen again if I'm not careful. But I do think it is a bit of an unrealistic fear. I think once you've identified burnout, and you've identified some of the physical symptoms and some of the, the mental symptoms of what it feels like and what it feels like coming up, you're able to avoid it and handle it when it does come up. And so I do think that after you've experienced it or after you've been able to identify some of the symptoms in yourself when you are experiencing burnout, in the future, it's not as big of a, an issue or it should not be as big of an issue because each time that you experience it, you get a little bit more uh, experience with handling it and being able to get past it and get back into the saddle. And I would say that getting back into doing work after taking that break or after taking that step back or after going through that period of burnout is very important. And it's, you know, taking that first step to go back can be difficult, but I do think once you've done it, and you get back into the flow of things, it's much easier to just continue with the work and to continue with what you want to uh, create or, or projects you want to work on. And so I don't think it's necessarily worrying about the next time I'm going to experience burnout or the next time I'm going to fall apart, but knowing that if something like that happens in the future or if you start feeling like that again, you're able to take the step back and you have the tools to be able to address it and reevaluate what's going on in the moment. And overall, I, like I mentioned before, I think it's, it's very much a practiced ability and it takes time and experience. And uh, I don't think anybody's really perfected the way of avoiding it um, because it is easy to get enthusiastic about work and making new content and making, uh, you, know, new, uh, you know, exploring new creative endeavors. It's very exciting. It's very easy to lure yourself back into making more and more and more and wanting to do more all the time. But I think going back to my point on the fear of missing out, I think it's it's very key in just identifying in the moment whether or not something is really really calling for you or if it is another if it's another opportunity, of course, but will this opportunity really move you to the point where you want to be? Or is it just going to be another block in your schedule? And I think just practicing that all the time is is key. I think making those informed decisions about what you want to work on and what you can work on is probably the best way of approaching it. So anyway, guys, that about wraps up the podcast for today. I want to thank you for listening. If you want to see some of my work or listen to some of the previous episodes or maybe check out my blog, you can check out my website at hiddencityphotos.com. Once again, I'm your host, James R. Zygmunt, and I will see you in a couple of weeks in the next episode. So thank you, and happy shooting.